time to relax. You know what that means. Time for the show that wishes all these small Easter bunnies would be replaced with the Christ bunny from the movie Holidays. It's the original Janksters podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yeah. <laughs> We're me. back. We're recording on Easter Sunday. We're Probably here. won't hear this till a week from now, but <laughs> it is Easter Sunday here as we speak. Very true. It is very true. <laughs> it is Easter Sunday. Uh, I've only eaten McDonald's. And That's about it. That's all I've done today. What have you done today to uh, uh, spread the good word of Christ being reborn? <laughs> I tooted. I guess that's part of it. <laughs> it's kind of like your food being reborn. I've got good news. <laughs> Put it on fart book. <laughs> Partersonly.com. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? It was like uh, ChristianFarters.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fart culture is really taking off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That show is so good. <laughs> How many episodes have you watched? I think I'm on three or four. Nice. I know I watched a couple more. It is pretty funny. Some yeah. stuff. So far, nothing's <laughs> blown me away like the first episode so far. But I mean, we'll get there, maybe. The dialogue's just so weird and specific, and I, I, I love it. <laughs> I know it's very, very specific. But oh, in case nobody knows what the hell we're talking about, we're talking about Letter Kenny. Yes, uh, you can find it on Hulu, or if you're in Canada, I believe it's on like Crave TV or whatever it's called. But... <laughs> if you're in Canada, they just force you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I watched a ton of bloopers and like behind the scenes and like rapid questions on YouTube about the guys. It's pretty funny. Like one of the questions oh, was, uh, like who whose character is most like the actor that who plays them? And a lot of people are saying like the guy who plays Wayne or uh, oh damn, who was the other one? Mainly just people said Wayne, which I thought was <laughs> funny. I was like, that is pretty funny. That is funny because he doesn't seem like he would be a real person. <laughs> The way he just talks, like, so controlled. Like, I like how at the beginning of every episode, he just kind of, like, says something about, like, did, did, did this another day. <laughs> he's yeah. just, like, looking at the camera and stuff. Like, oh, I was holding God, a dog. so weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just glorious. It's so great. I love that show. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. I definitely recommend it. I know a lot of my other friends uh, watched it, but they're a bunch of hipster, like, Nazis, so I decided to do exactly the opposite of what they did. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you need to watch the show. I was like, fuck you. I don't like you guys. You guys are driving me nuts now. And then they would just keep <laughs> quoting it and stuff like that. But, like, if you're a Nick started watching, it's like, all right, I'll quote it with you guys. I'm okay with yeah. that. Like, when Nick started saying Bud when I went home, I was like, oh, God. And then it finally just, like, kicked in as in, yeah, this is funny. <laughs> if real people like it, it's got to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's real people, I think. So that's good. <laughs> I don't even think has he watched any of it yet. I don't or think just so. like saying, but <laughs> yeah, I don't even think he knew it came from there, which is <laughs> just strange. Wow, just wow. Yep. <laughs> all right. And uh, in other watching news, I will say that my quest of uh, watching all rewatching all the Marvel movies again before uh, Avengers <laughs> Endgame is not going to totally pay out. Uh, I'm going to have to start skipping them. <laughs> Because hmm. I'm not gonna make it, um, but I also think I'll I'll get the important ones. What are you on right now? Th- I've made it all the way through Age of Ultron. 
Um, so, and then I'm going to, I'm figure I'm going to watch, uh, Captain America, civil war guardians two, Um, and then probably just skip to infinity war. I mean, I'd like to watch Thor Ragnarok again, but I don't know. There'll be time for that. <laughs> I just watched it again just because everybody kept saying you need to watch the real version. Cause I got some like weird, like, I don't know, version of, or the, maybe you sent me the code. Somebody gave me a code. I watched it with a code. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I did send you I that. Think, I, it it was, gave you a weird version. Dude. It gave me this version to where like every time they would do like some ad libbing, they'd all start laughing at the end of it. And then it would clip to the next part. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I, it, like I, I didn't, it, and when I watched it the first time, I was like, I didn't, I didn't like. I mean, I didn't dislike the movie, but I was just like, I felt just so strange watching this movie because I was like watching yeah. a group of friends, even if one of them happened to be the Hulk, would just start laughing <laughs> after like different scenes, and I was like, oh, this just something seems weird. But yeah, and then I rewatched it, and that didn't happen. So I was like, oh okay, this is this is much better, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that must be. I'm sure there's an option for that on there, but I would think they would have a thing where you could do the normal version as well. But no, I was good yeah. on that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just watched whatever version it was. It was some weird one from Amazon, and it had like a blue thing up at the top, so it said like a blah 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 version. I don't know, extended version maybe or something, director's hmm. cut version. I don't know. But like when I'd watch it, like there was the. Uh, like when Thor was like done fighting the Hulk and they're like bantering back and forth in the bedroom, like Thor would start laughing after he would, the Hulk would start make fun of him. I was like, was that, did he crack? What what just happened? I don't understand what just happened. And then Thor, Jimmy Fallon now. Yeah. And then, uh, the Hulk would do, or not the Hulk, uh, Jeff Goldblum did that a couple times. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So why are people laughing after every joke? Uh, And it wasn't a bad movie, but it just seemed so strange to me. But then I rewatched it, and it was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I would not like to see it with all the fucking outtakes. Yeah. I like to watch the outtakes, but not in the movie. Not in the movie. And that's what I got. <laughs> I realized this morning when I went to put in uh, Civil War that I have the case, but the disc was not in there. And I'm like, shit, where the hell is it? <laughs> um, the only thing I could think of, I looked literally everywhere I could try to find it. The only thing I could think of is maybe it was in my Xbox 360 that won't turn on anymore. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Just open it up. Yeah, I wanted to. But then I'm like, well, if I do that, then I'll officially never get this thing working again. <laughs> never going to get it working anyways. <laughs> it's just, cat- just catching that dust. Yeah. Shit. Or you oh, just well. rebuy Civil War. Yeah, that's kind of what I already did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're an asshole. I'll just stick the disc in there. <laughs> just the in- so I like my case. <laughs> All righty. Um, so speaking of Marvel news, though, so I've got a, some quick Marvel news. Uh, it looks it, – it, it, it appears to be on different interviews – now, this is multiple different interviews – that nobody likes Brie Larson. This is with <laughs> interviews with Brie Larson and other Avengers cast members, and yep. it is cringeworthy to watch this. <laughs> uh, I've seen now – I don't find this shocking in the least. So I've seen one with Brie Larson and uh, Jeremy Renner. Now, Kevin, I know you don't like Jeremy Renner, but I so goddamn highly recommend watching this one because, <laughs> boy, does he slam her in her fucking face. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it is pretty hilarious. Like this one guy says, hey, well, you know, 
you guys are known worldwide. How does this affect you guys? And Brie Larson says, well, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I try to take this and I try to stand on, uh, oh man, what's the exact words? Basically kind of using this, uh, infamy or famous title basically to kind of spread word and sometimes i make mistakes but you know i kind of learn from them and i go from there and jeremy runner's like yeah i don't really take my celebrity uh you know um uh to the forefront like that and i own my mistakes i own all of them (laughs) (laughs) and it's like body language during this interview is like i don't fucking want to be here (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> he's just like he's like all like folded over away from her as if she's got a smell that he doesn't want to <laughs> be a part of. He's like, oh, gross. <laughs> so like that interview is fucking hysterical. And of course, whoever oh. did the interview, uh, whatever channel did that, they've disabled all the comments. So people can't comment on that one anymore. <laughs> and then she did another I one with um, Chris Hemsworth and Don Shadle. And god damn that's that one's oh, also Oh, I might have heard about this one. This one This is, is about where she's talking about her, her doing her stunts. Stunts? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this one she just like she's I think the best way to describe this is somebody said it already once and I can't remember who said it, but she's like in a high school and she is a freshman with two seniors and she's trying to be cool. But she can dish yep. the shade, but she cannot receive the shade. She will try to defend herself. Like, no, 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 that's not how it goes. Like when she was saying, oh, yeah, I do my own stunts. And then Chris Hemsworth's like, yeah, yeah, like Tom, uh, Tom, like Tom Cruise. She's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm nothing like Tom Cruise. I'm me. It's like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise does his own stunts too. What the fuck are you talking about? You sound like an insane person. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's not a fucking insult to be called you're like Tom Cruise. And just before that, Crims Hemsworth's like, no, I don't do all my own stunts because I got so much other stuff going on when there's something that, you know, I'll do some stuff. But if it's like something's like, oh, I shouldn't probably do that. That's why I have stunt guys there. So they get right. paid to do that stuff so they don't get hurt. And she's like, well, I do my own stunts. So she throws the shade at him. And then he's like, oh, kind of like Chris or kind of like Tom Cruise. She's like, no, <laughs> not like Tom Cruise. I'm nothing like Tom Cruise. I'm me. Like. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> it's because Tom Cruise is a man. You don't want to call her anything remotely to do with men. She oh, hates no. Them. <laughs> oh, I know. All of them. They're all evil. But there's like a couple parts where she's just like trying to kid around with the guys like, you know, like kind of like elbowing. them. like, yeah, come on, guys. Like, right. You know, kind of like, right, guys. And Don Shale's like, I told you, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah. It's like, yes. no, no, I told you, don't touch me. Don't. <laughs> and it's like, it's. I can't tell if he's joking, but he looks that fucking serious, dude. <laughs> it's, the, it's so hilarious. So oh, I highly recommend awesome. watching both of these, but I also highly recommend don't watching them because they are super cringy. Brie Larson oh, is God. a retard. There's no doubt about she that. She is like the most unlikable person I've ever seen. That's what a lot of people um, say. I like the fact that she put up a – she directed a movie with Sam, with her and Samuel L. Jackson and put it on Netflix mm-hmm. and like everyone just trashed it. <laughs> good which is pretty great even the critics were like yeah this is bullshit this sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit i was like people would give that a good good description yeah how would you like that cake? which just goes to show cake like bullshit <laughs> yeah pretty much like um 
the success of Captain Marvel as a movie was really only due to where it fell in the MCU, not the fact that people wanted to see Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson in a movie together. <laughs> yeah, so she. It was only because they pretty much had to because of Endgame. Yeah, oh, that's the thing is she also makes a statement in that exact same interview, basically stating that because the guy asked her a question like, "Oh, you know, with Endgame happening, you know, obviously this is the Endgame for some and possibly a new beginning for others," and then she says a snide little remark like clearly like well one fuck you uh, but hold on <laughs> that's not what i'm here to talk about but then she starts um she starts going on about like well you know you know some people you know these guys these guys next to me did a really great job of you know really bringing this up but now it's somebody else's turn to really keep that marvel going and keeping the story going and i, I and i'm glad that it's going to be me and she basically spins it in such a way that you know it the women could have done this from the very beginning kind of thing like no matter what this is where kind of like this is going and i might be putting words in her mouth but that's what it sounds like to me is where like no matter if she started it now or in the beginning it it would have been the same which i don't think it would have because nobody's <laughs> no. ever even heard of captain marvel and everybody and it's not hates the fact you. that she's a woman it's no. the fact that she is awful <laughs> yeah she she just sucks and it's not so much that it's not so i don't dislike women trust me i love them i love them everywhere i'll love them in a bed i'll love them on a couch i'll love them in a church i'll love them wherever i can love them but the thing is is like <laughs> that was a very terrible rhyming dr seuss book <laughs> true i'll love them in a house i'll love them with a mouse um <laughs> there you go but basically uh one captain marvel is definitely not as famous at least to and to you maybe to comic book readers they know of them but other people know the big names like Captain America and Iron yep. Man and Spider-Man. These are the names that we grew up with, whether they be in TV shows or pop culture in some way or fashion. Nobody's really ever heard of Captain Marvel. So if Brie Larson started the franchise off, nobody would have fucking given a shit. I mean, even <laughs> nope. the Hulk started this thing off and nobody even gave a shit. It took somebody who could direct the movie and actually kind of keep going and just keep pushing <laughs> on. And like, all right, all right, just keep going, keep going. There'll be some more. And then it finally started – uh, gaining speed, but if she did it in the beginning, she not just Cap, not just Captain Marvel, but her. Oh my God, there'd be yeah. so much, so much pooty poo. But I think you're completely right. I mean, obviously, the only reason why this movie even made any money is because of what's going to be happening next. If they had given like a, a if they had done like a Black Widow movie in like Phase Two or something, I'm sure it would have done pretty well. Yeah, because people like that character. <laughs> they knew who she was from the Avengers and all that stuff. They liked that character. I'm sure that would have done great. There would have been you know no problem there. And Scarlett Johansson, she just seems fun. Yeah, she seems enjoyable. She's very likable. She gets along with the rest of the cast. Like all the original six, except for I think Ruffalo, all got the same tattoo of the, you know the Avengers at one point. <laughs> so they all get along very well you see them interacting and it's you know good times everybody's just having a fun time but brie larson not so much <laughs> she is just very unlikable and she's so goddamn smug about everything oh yeah she just thinks her poop doesn't stink even though nobody likes her <laughs> or her poop nope. but that's my that's my rant on brie larson today uh, let's go into the next bit of news here. Uh, I've got two more things, both of them being video game related. Um, I just learned this the other day and dead or alive. I think five. Yeah. Five. So this came out a few years ago and, uh, I think you and I both are on the same level, even though I think you're probably more strongly opinionated about DLC than I am. Uh, <laughs> 
I know you're not a huge fan of it, it seems like, but it seems like if it opens up the game more and gives me more of what I like, I'm cool with it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe cosmetics in games, maybe you're not so hot about, but maybe you, you do. I know you do cross the line from time to time, <clears throat> eBay, um, but for the most part... Um, <laughs> I mean, there's certainly very some that I like quite a bit. Like when they had the Arkham games and they're like, oh, here's a new DLC with a campaign for going against Mr. Freeze. And it's like, oh, cool. I like that. You're adding more content to the game. That's cool. I don't even mind that because the game was very full on its own. It gave you everything you needed in the game for the most part. But then there's like, here's this other thing that you can also get that gives you more story. That's cool. I don't mind that. Yeah. But when it's just like, Oh, here's a fighting game. You have to buy half the fighters. <laughs> it's like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> well, Dead or Alive 5 decided to do some DLC. Um, now, they've already come out with Dead or Alive 6, and I'll talk about that in just a second. That's the newer one for obvious reasons, numerically. Um, but So they came out with DLC, and I didn't know this, and I just watched this on uh, YouTube the other day, and apparently it's so much DLC in the game. Hmm. Um, and I think most, for the most part, it is cosmetic, probably different costumes or skins and stuff like that for all the different fighters. I don't know. There are probably a few fighters kind of thrown in there. It's $1,200 worth. Wow. Almost 13. It's like 1279 or 1276 or something <laughs> like that. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And Dead or Alive 6 is already up to like almost $400 worth of DLC. Like, what the fuck? Put this, like, one of the cool things when we were growing up is playing a game and uh, either unlocking new characters or doing something different to unlock different costumes or different skins. And that was one of the things that I loved doing. Like, I love Marvel uh, vs. Capcom because you can go and actually unlock stuff and go into that shop Mm -hmm. after you've, you know, accumulated some points or whatnot and actually unlock stuff and get new people into the roster. That was so cool to do, but they've they've completely just taken that out of like video games nowadays, just because like, whoa, why not? Why not have them (laughs) play them dry? And then if they want more, they can have it, but we'll charge them like $2 for, for socks. (laughs) Yeah. two dollars per sock how's that is that a good idea <laughs> hey jimmy is that a good idea yeah paul all right let's do that two dollars per sock we'll make it's... one white and yellow one blue <laughs> it's so short-sighted because you might be making money now but you're really limiting the sales you're going to have in the future because people are going to get hip to this and be like well, well fuck this series i'm done <laughs> and that's the thing and i don't even know and I feel super bad for the people who are like just straight up like diehard dead or alive fans who are just yeah. so looking forward to that game. And they just kept dishing money out and dishing money out and dishing money out for this DLC because they're just a big fan. And they wanted everything that the game offered. And now not only are they $60 in the hole for a fucking game, but now they're also 1200 almost $1,300 in a hole. And then the next one came out. <laughs> Jesus, like, I got to imagine most people are not actually buying all that DLC. No, I don't it's think most kind of are. picking and choosing like, oh, I really like these socks. They've got toes on them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think everybody is, but it's just it's it's upsetting to me that people a very, very select few. But I'm sure there are a mm-hmm. few people who actually did, which is just so mind boggling yeah. to me, because if you actually bought all that stuff. I just feel so bad for you. And the worst part is they should have been in the game in the very fucking first place. 
Yeah. What is the point in making me pay for a fucking sailor shirt? Just put it in the <laughs> fucking game. I don't feel like the Dead or Alive series is among like the top fighting series at this point, too. So it seems like you're really limiting your chance to ever grow that audience by doing stupid shit like this. Yeah, definitely. It's just sad. But all right. Last one. Last bit of news. Speaking of fighting games, yes, we're bringing back Mm -hmm. the MK11 news. They just (laughs) released a new leak list of all of the add-on fighters. Somebody has Uh gone into the files. Of course, Mortal Kombat just came out this weekend. I think it uh, released Friday, so you could have probably got your copy on Thursday. Um, But I guess... Oh, the midnight release? Yeah, but somebody, I guess, accidentally went past the street... Uh, line basically saying uh, I I don't know where at but basically started selling PS4 ones before they were supposed to early in the week so some people have already gotten their copies sometime early last week which is not a big deal um, one of the things that they leaked was and in case you don't want to hear this part I guess oh, who gives a shit they're just a bunch of fighters <laughs> it's just more people yeah. um, one person you can absolutely unlock in the game is Frost that one is confirmed is in the game is not somebody you have to pay for, which is actually nice. Nice. Um, Who's Frost? Frost was basically she's like she's a girl. Yeah, I, the girl Sub Zero. She Sub-Zero? looks just like Killer Frost, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember her. Yeah, she, she was, was in, the first one that had the ice sword, right? Possibly. Well, I mean, yeah, probably to be honest with you. She was in, I think, Deadly Alliance or yeah. the other one, but I, nobody really cared. I only remember her from Armageddon. Uh, because everybody was in oh, there, but, uh, arm, but in here she looks weird. She just looks weirdish. She still kind of has her like weird <laughs> frosty hair, but I don't know, whatever. She's, she's in here for sure. Don't have to pay for her. That's nice. But she looks have, like the cold miser from fucking that Rankin Bass special. Um, oh yes. <laughs> Mr. Yes. Snow. <laughs> I'm Mr. Christ, mistest. I'm Mr. <laughs> Clumps. But uh, so we've got uh, nine add-on fighters for MK11. One of them has already obviously been announced, and that's Shang Tsung. If you pre-ordered the game, you automatically got Shang Tsung. If you did not pre-order the game, then unfortunately you will have to pay for him, and that's the only other way you're going to be able to get him. Now, I'm going to assume that they did, they're did. they doing fighter passes like they did with both MK10 and for uh, Injustice. The fighter passes basically would come with four fighters each. Uh, and then probably some additional costumes or whatnot. But for the most part, if you bought the fighter pass, you'd get four characters and then moving on. I think MK9 did three, but then I know that... Oh, no, actually, Injustice did three, too, I believe, as well. Um, mm-hmm. But the other eight characters are as follows. They've done Injustice, and somehow they got the rights to get the Joker all crazy. Now, I don't know what he <laughs> looks... Looks, cra- I do not know what he looks like, but the Joker is confirmed to be in the actual. Uh, well, boy, do I hesitate hmm. to say the word confirm. I, I'm not going to say confirm, but in the <laughs> actual files within the game itself, they have seen the Joker and all these other characters in the game. So, really, the Joker, huh. Nightwolf I hope it looks better than he does in oh, Justice. <laughs> I hope so too, dude. I swear to God, I hope he just looks cool, like back to old school, not weird emo. Yeah emo joker but uh we've got night wolf he's coming back that's pretty cool okay cool uh, i'll i'll just read off the mk9 or mk11 or M- mortal kombat characters first besides the joker because i've already spoiled that one and then i'll <laughs> go through the weird 
the weird ones that are coming in. So I got okay. Nightwolf. We've got Sindel. I'm pretty. I'm, All right. I'm cool. I with like her. that. She's cool. Yeah. Uh, Fujin. I'm cool with Fujin. Give me some of that Fujin. He's that wind guy, I believe. <laughs> okay, I do remember that. He was, was in... he ever playable? I yeah, thought yeah, I just yeah. remember him being. He was uh in. Oh, uh, what? Fujin. Fujin was the wind god in Mortal Kombat Gold, that Dreamcast version I had. So he would do like the oh, tornadoes and okay. stuff. Um, and I would imagine he was probably in MK4. Um, Boy, you were right about Frost. She looks stupid now. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that look at all. Yeah, a lot of people don't like it either. All right. Um, as well as Fujin, we also have Shiva. Shiva's coming back. So you can get your forearm lady going on. So okay. Okay. that's pretty cool. Now for the outsider characters we've got the terminator yeah i like that (laughs) we have we have spawn oh okay they're stealing from soul caliber but it's all right (sighs) i'm so excited for that if that's actually (laughs) confirmed dude i wish he was an injustice rather than this game though i really do but it is what it is um and then they've (laughs) also got a little Got another horror character in here. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you two guesses of who who this character would be. <laughs> the girl from Teeth. Nope, boy. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> That's her fatality. Just sucking people up into her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> this game deserves an M, uh, an Emma rating. <laughs> um. All right, a real guess. I'm going to say Pennywise. No, but that's a good guess. They're hmm. bringing. Ashen. Oh, okay. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So those are the nine add-on characters. Like I said, Shang Tsung is confirmed, but the other eight are somewhere deep within the files of this game. So uh, I would imagine that we will see them in the coming months. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if any of these are true. But man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good list. My my only. My only problem with this list is I just want all of them to be all in one game. I wanted to have Freddy versus Jason, but no, Freddy was in nine, <laughs> Jason was in ten. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that is kind of bullshit. I'm never gonna get. They should that, just ever. no. I wish they would do another. You know, basically, what was it like Armageddon where it had all the characters? Like they do that again, but with everybody, even all the secret ones. Oh, I know. Or, or that'd be a, probably a nightmare to get the rights for everything in that one. Or if we could just get NetherRealm Studios to instead of do a Mortal Kombat game, and I would even be okay if they put in like a character from Mortal Kombat, just in like a smorgasbord of characters, just like a straight up smorgasbord. Yeah. You've got like Jason and Freddy Krueger and Batman and Ash and Spawn and Terminator and Alien and Predator. <laughs> like it's just a and Ash catch him. Yeah. Get another Ash in there. Yeah. Or Ronald <laughs> McDonald and Obama. All of my favorite Buffy characters. The Vampire Slayer. Yeah. All of my favorite scary people. <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> Tom Cruise. With the couch. Brie Larson after Tom Cruise beat the crap out of her. With his Scientology. <laughs> but he did his own stunts. And unfortunately for her, she does her own as well. She had to take that beating. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I would not have sex with her. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not even a little. (laughs) Well, maybe a little. (laughs) All righty. I'll put it in once and take it out quickly. (laughs) Something started to bite it. 
<laughs> oh, those teeth hurt me. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. we are going to move on to the grand uh, story of today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> we are moving along to the next chapter of the Paranormal Activity franchise with Paranormal Activity 4. Which, coincidentally, is the prequel to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was very excited about that. <laughs> if they could just get rid of the Jurassic Park kid. Yep. Just make it about her. That would, This movie would be a lot better. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. But... We'll see. Yeah, I guess that girl was in Blockers that I saw last year. I was like, oh, yeah, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, I, I knew she looked familiar in something, and I couldn't remember what it was. And then when I looked her up, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I saw her in the trailers for Detective Pikachu. I was like, huh. She's sense. Mr. Mime. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say this movie makes goddamn no sense. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys really, truly want a good old-fashioned, uh, I guess, synopsis of this movie, and we'll still give it to you. Don't worry. Yeah. But we'll try. watch YouTube's Everything Wrong with Paranormal Activity 4. It's a 12-minute video. I'll give you some of it, of the stuff that I remember. <laughs> this movie is on another level. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the plot, I mean... Usually there is not much of a plot. This one follows that same pattern, but yet it also has too much plot where I don't understand what happened here. I really just don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. So the movie opens up with this family. Um, there's a teenage daughter uh, there. She has a younger brother that I guess was adopted, but we don't find that out till probably halfway through the movie. I don't think they bother mentioning that way <laughs> past halfway mark. Yeah, I didn't. I it's like a miss. I've seen this movie and I completely forgot that he was even adopted. <laughs> it's like it's like you're solving a mystery, but they don't give you the the, you know, the clues, even though the family already knows them. But because it's found footage, they just don't feel the need to ever mention them. <laughs> well, so here's a here's my uh, issue with what you're saying right now, Kev. And <laughs> we've we hate it when we get exposition, but now we're saying we hate it when we don't get exposition. So where do we <laughs> fall here? <laughs> no, 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 no. I love exposition, <laughs> but in doses. You don't want the whole movie to be exposition like Hellboy, because that's bad. But you definitely do need exposition to at least follow what's going on. <laughs> that's true. I'm a viewer. <laughs> I don't know your family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought that was just her little brother the whole time until it's like, oh, now all of a sudden he's adopted. <laughs> boy, and oh I boy. guess the parents are... You know, going to get a divorce, possibly. That doesn't really affect the movie, but for some reason, that has to be a plot point. <laughs> you don't really truly see them argue. You may see t some tension within the household, but that's just what yeah. we like to call normal household tension. <laughs> the dad really isn't even there that much. It's <laughs> very true. And is obviously the breadwinner of this family because he is the one who owns this house. It seems like where the mother, I don't know what the hell she does, just goes on Sunday <laughs> walks, I think, or just watches cooking shows on her laptop that nobody ever, ever fucking shuts. 
she just likes to curse, which that was the one thing I did appreciate about her. <laughs> I didn't like that. Leave that fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I saw that scene, it made me feel so awkward. Like I'm watching my own like grandmother just start saying fuck words. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little excessive. <laughs> what the fuck? Where's my fucking knife? I fucking put it right fucking here, but now it's fucking gone. <laughs> fucking Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we find out that they have these new neighbors across the street uh, who apparently are, in fact, Katie and a young boy. We'll get to him later. <laughs> yeah. Young boy named Robbie. Odd Robbie. <laughs> Robbie the robot. <laughs> we'll get well, don't worry. We'll dive into his backstory a little bit later because I his he's, very he's confusing backstory. It's a huge <laughs> plot point in the movie. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> but after we find Can't out wait. that they've got new neighbors or had neighbor. I don't know how long they've been there, but they've definitely said that they were newer neighbors. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they start playing or whatnot. I think, I think it, I think they find Robbie in their treehouse tree one yeah. night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, um, the, the girl's name in this movie is Alex and she seems like she's the main focus. The one who's doing all the filming for some goddamn reason. They oh, zero everything. reason of why there's any filming in this movie. No, they um, really fucking are pushing credibility on this one. Um, but so she's got this boyfriend or friend or whatever. Her, his name is Big Ben. <laughs> I like. I actually liked Ben. I don't know who this guy is or who this kid is and why I've never seen him in anything else, but he's a treasure. He's a national goddamn treasure. <laughs> not that big a pervert. <laughs> he felt. He not but he only, is. Not only he is the worst kind of pervert. Not only has the webcam on her all night, but records her as well. What a <laughs> yep. f- I applaud that boy. I applaud him. <laughs> I like that she's a little weirded out that he was recording their chats, but not weirded out at all that he turned the thing on without her knowing while she slept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of a red flag. Yep, that's weird. But she's just like, oh, it's okay. I love you. <laughs> you spy on me. That's cool. <laughs> also very strange to find out that he watches this footage while she's sleeping because upon one day of her sleeping, uh, Robbie. Well, let me – oh, actually, hold on. Wait, 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 let's back up. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. So one it's day true. they find Robbie. He's just a weird kid. Super weird kid. We don't know really much about him. Uh, but we do find out that Katie is sick and – is going to the hospital, and Robbie is staying over at the house where Alex and her adopted brother live, whose name is Wyatt in this movie. Um, He's staying there. Uh, He's going to be sleeping over a few nights just to kind of hang out while while his mom is in the hospital. So that being said, we'll come back to that. We're going to Tarantino this. We get back to the part to where Ben, his video and recording – uh, Alex sleeping in a bed, and basically what happens is this Robbie kid, who's the same age as Wyatt, which we should should make sure that everybody knows, is about six years old, or is exactly yeah. six years old. So uh, Robbie gets into bed with Alex and then puts his hand on her. <laughs> and unfortunately, Ben watches all this. Um, yep. It's strange to me. Uh, Alex seems a little disturbed by the him recording her. 
but not as <laughs> disturbed about the kid getting into bed. Also, did the kid wake up before she did? When did this? Stuff, when did? <laughs> yeah. How did he get out of this bed? He's we got never, spider sense that would warn him if she was waking up. So weird. I don't. And the weirdest part is, <laughs> you know, the the thing that really kind of boggles my mind is like you you're probably like, oh man, there's obviously something going on with Alex because like why would this kid do it? We don't know. There's mm-hmm. nothing going on with Alex. There has nothing no. to do with Alex or why the scene even existed. No. <laughs> Not at all. So there's It's that. even weirder once you realize that all Robbie's doing all this weird stuff, but he's not even who you think he is. <laughs> so there's very little reason for any of this. <laughs> we'll get into that. So Yeah. Uh, but she is not at all phased by the fact that her boyfriend found a way to hack into her computer and turn it on while she sleeps. Well, she's kind of phased. A, she's obviously a little bit upset in that moment, but definitely not as much as I think 100% of women across the world. Yes. She's just that like, what? You've been recording? And right Ben just keeps saying, no, 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 no. It's just every single time I turn my chat on. It, it just does it automatically. It just does it auto. It's auto record. <laughs> then why was it doing it at night when I wasn't even on Skype? Um, <laughs> that'd be the first question I would have. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so we've got that. Um, so uh, and this is the point in our descriptions of these movies where all of it just kind of can geals together and yeah. none of it makes sense so we'll just kind of talk about different crazy things in the movie now uh one <laughs> first of, it turns into like a commercial for the xbox connects yeah <laughs> where they're pretty much just like oh look all these neat features the connect has did i mention it's the connect yeah it's the connect look at it night vision it does is that the connect that's doing the night vision i don't think it yeah. is yeah yeah, they said it multiple times because they were really plugging it hard. <laughs> they must have gotten sponsored by Microsoft. Hmm. Well, I know that for sure that when they would turn the camera on and turn the camera to night vision, the uh, the Kinect has kind of like the Wii remotes. The Wii remotes has like a motion control where the Kinect used infrared lights, little multiple, like thousands and thousands and thousands of little beams all over the place. And that's what it would use to measure your movements. So when you <laughs> press on these like beams or move your hands through these beams that's how it would actually sense where you are and what's going on oh sorry there's a, there a fluff in front of me and i was whacking it um it's probably an orb a spirit orb but um, get out of here toby so that was one of its things that was one of its uh things like cliches in this movie was the infrared because you could see people in this but you could definitely see them like moving through the infrared beams and it just kind of like looked like I don't know. It looked neat, I suppose. <laughs> um, the other cliche that this movie brings is the um, – or not cliche. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, gimmick. Uh, the gimmick that this movie mm, brings yep. is the webcam thing. So this one's more webcam focused opposed to the, the second movie where it was a little bit more security camera focused. The last movie was like the fan. The fan focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fan and the shoulder fucking cameras, I guess. Big 80 style brick cameras. Yeah. So uh, this one, more webcam focused. Um, and then, like I said, with the uh, the gimmick of the, the Xbox Connect. Now, uh, they kind of, they record uh, like them dancing. And then for some reason, 
Ben has decided to look. Oh, that's right. Because uh, what's his face falls down. That's why they look at it. Why it falls down in the video. They wanted to go back and watch him falling down. And they noticed with Robbie sitting on the couch that there's something sitting next to him. Kind of moving around. Um, We don't know exactly what it is, but we all know it's Toby. Um, (laughs) uh, Ever since Robbie gets there, we should also say that uh, as soon as Robbie gets there, just a bunch of weird stuff starts to happen in the house. Um, Luckily, Robbie and Katie has started to do this to families that only record everything so we can all watch it. So (laughs) that's a plus. Thank God. (laughs) This whole franchise would have fell apart if they found somebody who was just kind of analog not so digital yeah so we get the and i put in quotes scares um (laughs) from a lot of basically we've got the kid walking well they uh, i should also state that uh they have a bunch of laptops that nobody ever shuts uh throughout the whole entire house they keep all of the laptops open so they got one in the kitchen they've got one hiding behind a box inside of the uh living room with the connect always on, so you're always seeing basically the night vision infrared stuff. You also got a couple more, and I think the kids' room, uh, like yeah, why it's got room. one, and then like wow, also, that's a nice computer for a six year old. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then uh, obviously Alex has hers always on, always looking at her sleeping. So <laughs> uh, apparently, knowing this, and she should know this, she apparently also changes in her room, which is very mm-hmm. weird. That she would do that knowing that Ben's watching these things. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I guess she just doesn't care. She wouldn't show a booby but earlier, but now she's like, all right. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot. <laughs> I guess he's seen changed. it already. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, might he's as been well. doing just... this for months. <laughs> so weird. Big Ben. <laughs> and she's just okay with it. National treasure. <laughs> um, so, anywho. <laughs> Uh, so some of the bigger scares in this movie is a lot of the times one of the kids, either it'd be Wyatt or Robbie would come downstairs and start talking to the connect. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing that I could think of what they're doing. Um, yeah. cause I don't know who they're talking to. And if it's the Toby, why is he always off screen? I just want to see him. <laughs> and it was framed exactly like it was in like three where like the little girl was in the corner yeah. talking to Toby. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's always in that corner. He's never in the other corner. Never, but yeah, so they're just talking to the connect, uh, saying stuff. We don't know what the hell he's saying back because I mean, the kids can hear him, but the video camera can't. Um, so that's no good. Uh, some of the other scares are we already mentioned one where the mother is, um, cutting some bell peppers and the knife just kind of <laughs> zooms up to the ceiling. I don't know if it disappears or if it's just stuck in the ceiling. <laughs> um that's kind I guess of it was just hovering up there until the dad found it the one time yeah. eventually where the dad's just on the computer and it just kind of falls doesn't hit him or do anything <laughs> but but I do falls. love the reaction that he has and then the uh the mother comes down and is like can you please just come up to bed and he's trying to explain what's going on she's like fine you know what do whatever do do live your own life <laughs> Like, I almost got stabbed. I found your fucking knife, basically. And she's yeah, like... This knife fell from the ceiling. Yeah, whatever. Just get divorced already. <laughs> Why are you still talking and not sleeping? Fuck you! <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing is just hilarious. But then uh, we do have uh, uh, one one scare towards the beginning of the movie where a chandelier straight up falls from the ceiling... 
<laughs> like probably about like it's like the second or third scare in the movie. It's like the first like big big one, but it happens so uh-huh. soon. So the problem with the the problem with the bigger stuff happening closer to really? the beginning of the movie makes me feel like the movie is going to end sooner. But it didn't. Um, <laughs> no, this, I, I already said this once. Before. A lot of nothing happened in the middle. It seemed like. Yeah, true. It's just kind of like drawing symbols on people and that kind of thing, but not a whole lot of anything you would consider scary so much. True, but in, I, I, I've said this before. I really like the first one, and I really like the third one. The second one could jump off a cliff, and basically all the rest <laughs> of these movies aren't that good. I think the last one, even though it kind of does ruin some of the stuff for me. At least isn't horrible. It's at least interesting to watch. But this one and marked ones just kind of suck. And this is just one of those movies <laughs> that just it uh, just dragged on so bad. I was like, Fine. and then it, we're, we're like yeah. two thirds into the movie, and then we get a night one, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> why? <laughs> Just night one. There better not be twenty one fucking nights like the first two movies because I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I'm gonna be Toby. This is a two parter. Ah, <laughs> uh, so like they the nights the are fucked into two movies. The nights are slowly slash very quickly going by. There was one time where it was like night, I don't know, six. I think it's like night six and nothing. I think a door moved or the kid goes downstairs or whatever, and then. Uh, and then the next morning it's Alex. She's got the camera and I think she's eating cereal or something like that. And then it goes to night seven. I was like, wow, that was a very fast day. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened during that day, but at least Alex ate her cereal. Um, and then it went right back to like the next night. I was like, fuck, that was fast. Um, I hope all the rest of the nights kind of pick up like that. <laughs> yeah. Just zoom on through. Um, but yeah, there's uneventful, nothing, uneventful death. There's nothing that slowly builds my anticipation to see what's going to happen next because so much of the big, big scares happen in the beginning of this movie and then at the end of the movie. And like you said, there's just the kind of like weird middle where they're like, oh, we're going to do some research to try to figure out what this triangle and a circle stand for. Which, <laughs> in, my, in my honest opinion, I think that big ben reacted the exact say i i the same way i would have reacted to like she's like <laughs> oh look in the sand he's like yeah that's a triangle in a circle he's like yeah but now look at uh why it's back or whatever <laughs> and they're like he's like yeah that's finger painting and then she's like no no no, look he's like <laughs> it, it just shapes <laughs> i would have reacted the same way to that kid that because yeah, he doesn't and nobody probably. knows any of the other movies so it's not like they're like, oh, that's that symbol from the third one that they only had in the third one, which doesn't explain the second or the first one. <laughs> but th- th- we got it. <laughs> so they Google it. And, of course, as soon as they Google uh, triangle and circle, it's, I think, the first or the second thing. <laughs> like, triangle, circle. <laughs> yeah, oh, no one's ever used those in a logo demon, before, apparently. Demon stuff. Let's look up more. Yeah, that's demon Good thing stuff. this coven has an online presence. Yeah. They have a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Come triangle circles. You like old people that get naked. <laughs> You'll love our coven. <laughs> <laughs> were they? I don't think they were naked. I think they were just wearing very, very tight <laughs> Yeah, not in this one, at least. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Kept yeah. it in their pants. So more crazy stuff starts to happen, mainly... Uh, mainly to Alex, it seems like for the most part. But as yeah. Wyatt starts, they do to... seem to be building up. Like Alex is the focal point that this thing is coming after Alex, but I guess not really in the end. 
I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know what anyone was after in this movie. Yeah, this movie was just like everybody was after everybody. And I'm not just yeah. talking about Toby being after everybody. I'm talking literally everybody was after everybody. <laughs> Robbie was after Wyatt. Wyatt was after... I don't fucking know. Everybody. <sighs> Big Ben was yeah. after everything. Alex wanted to know everything. Her parents wanted each other and hated each other. So it's just like... <laughs> Oh, what the fuck was I watching? What a horrible family. But anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so eventually Katie does get out of the hospital, apparently, and Robbie goes back to live with her. She's looking better than ever, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, she was looking great. I, I like that Katie. Um, I'm trying to think where it goes from there. Like, So at that point, that's when um, uh, Wyatt comes back home. And uh, she, uh, he writes the word Hunter on the attic door, <laughs> in which Alex says, Hunter, what's a Hunter? <laughs> no. That's not a bad question. No, that's a terrible question because the movie's trying to make you believe that the kid's not name is Hunter. But a better question is like, who's hunting who? What does Hunter mean? Not what's a Hunter? What the fuck? Oh, what do you mean? It should have been like, who's hunting who? What? Who's the hunter? Like I, and then he says, "No, I'm Hunter. That's my real name." Before they, before I got adopted, it's like, oh, that's a much. That would have been a much better question instead of what's a hunter. <laughs> that's like saying what's Queef. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> she should know what a hunter is in the broadest sense. <laughs> exactly. It's just a just word on the door. Mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Write this. Something but, like that. But all that goes away. We find out more and more about like, oh, that was his name before. So he's basically he's Hunter from the third no from the second movie. He's the little kid from that movie. We're finding that out more and more. At this point, his mom goes Wait. and gives him a bath. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Okay. So at this point, his mom goes and gives him a bath so he can get ready for bed. Uh, the kid he's watching SpongeBob or something. It's SpongeBob that turns into I'm assuming the Three Stooges because that music was from the fucking 1930s. <laughs> I'm not entirely fucking sure what he was watching while he was it's in true. that bath. But Toby likes the classics. <laughs> so he he's in the bathtub. He brings the computer with him, which is even more awkward because Ben's got all this footage. So he's watching Naked Boy in the bath now. Yeah. Goddamn National Treasure, it's Big Ben. Um, so. <laughs> He's in the bathtub. He's kind of just playing with his boat or whatnot, taking a bath. And um, he is pulled under the water. I do like the scene. I don't know how they did this scene, like to pull him under so fast, but it, that was pretty cool. Obviously, we've got a little bit of camera camera tricks to show that he's been under the water for, it seems like, fucking like four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> Somehow he apparently is Houdini and can survive that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And he's not struggling under the water. It's just the bath water is just clear. You know, it's just not moving. It's just straight, just calm, calm as it can be. Um, so basically, nobody but Big Ben ever knows about this, probably because his mom just comes in and everything's fine. By the time she gets there, and he doesn't say anything, and nobody I'm just so talks glad to each she other. Dies so, <laughs> so like she's like the first. I think she is the first one who dies, and she's just the worst mother ever. She, <laughs> she gives is. she gives her daughter like tranquilizer pills to help her sleep, and the father <laughs> the father show you know obviously hears about this and he's upset, and it's to make yeah, him sound like he's overreacting. Like fuck no, he's not overreacting at all he's completely in the right mind <laughs> yeah you're giving he's your being daughter responsible yeah 
Oh, well, she's a terrible parent. She just says fuck everywhere. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but she leaves his her son in the bath all by himself while she's on a phone with somebody. Uh, he's drowning for four minutes. And then he finally gets out of the water, and he's just as calm as can be. He just slowly gets out of the water, completely calm, uh, as if nothing ever happened. His mom comes back upstairs. He's just staring at, like, the water faucet of the bathtub. Like, uh-huh. he's not looking at the DVD. He's not looking at whatever the hell's on that laptop. Mother comes in, like, come on, get out of the water. Come on, get out of the water. She just drags him out, drives him off, and then on, on the way, she doesn't think anything's weird, even though <laughs> the rest of the world does, even Big Ben. He's just like, man, that kid's weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that, um, I think Alex is in the – nope. Oh, boy, I don't even remember all of this. I know at some point, uh, basically, it's nighttime, and yep. uh, I can't remember. I think one of the kids was downstairs, or somebody was downstairs. I don't fucking even remember. But Katie was on the couch the whole fucking time. We could see this through the living room thing. I don't know if she oh, was on the, the couch connect. or she yeah. materialized through the couch. Not Still not entirely sure. I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, but she somehow materializes through the couch and starts to walk upstairs <laughs> Uh, basically to talk to Hunter slash Wyatt. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, which I don't understand how that could be Hunter. Like she had one job. She went through all this work, murdered her own family to get Hunter, only to have him get taken away and adopted by another family. I don't fucking how? understand. It. I don't know. That, that part <laughs> just completely boggles my mind. I don't know how they got adopted. And obviously they were trying to go for the twist. The worst part about this whole fucking movie is Odd Robbie. Like who the fuck was yeah. that kid and where did, how did he go? How did get another kid? <laughs> I don't know. And he was the weirdest fucking thing. Was he a demon? Yeah. Was this demon child? He I don't know. He was acting like it. Is he just like some physical manifestation of the demon? But if that's the case, why doesn't the demon just do that all the time? What does he need a real boy for? Dude, it's so it, it, that that part of the movie is just so. Like, did she just upset. put Hunter down one day to get a sandwich, and then just like <laughs> forgot to pick him back up? It was like, oh shit, she go back. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But it's hard to break. Doesn't make concept. any sense. Like, if you're being controlled, especially if she's being c- controlled by this demon whose main goal is to get this kid, how does she just lose him and let him get adopted? I don't know. <laughs> but it definitely happened. No goddamn sense. That's very true. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we're getting to share this together, though. That's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Katie talks to Hunter, and I don't, I don't really know what the fuck happens there. But then she ends up leaving, uh, and then oh no, she's kind of like walking throughout the house. Oh no, she walks out towards the garage, and what's her face? Uh, Alex is on the webcam with uh, Big Ben. And she's like, oh, I think I heard something. And then you hear the uh, the security alarm go, oh, garage door open. She's like, somebody's in the garage. Oh. So she goes down to the garage, and the garage door is halfway open. She's like, oh, it's stuck. She shuts the garage. She wa- starts to walk back down the hallway, tells Big Ben, hey, I'll talk to you later. And then as soon as she hangs up the phone with Big Ben, the garage or- opens again. She goes back into the garage to see what the fuck's going on, and the garage door slams. And then the door behind her slams, and she's stuck in the garage, and yeah. she doesn't know how to get out. And then she hears all these sounds going on, like all this crazy shit's just happening in that garage. And then the car turns on, 
And mm-hmm. obviously carbon monoxide starts to go through here. This part was just mostly thrilling to watch. Not like scary. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh, God, I hope she gets out of here. Like, what the fuck is going on? She just keeps complaining. Like Touched she by can't carbon breathe. monoxide's no fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a neat way of dying. But uh, she <laughs> she uh, she takes a golf club to the car, ends up like getting into the car, which this is a smart girl. This is like the yeah. first smart thing I've ever seen anybody do. She gets in the car and she just reverses through the garage door and then she gets out of there. <laughs> and I was like, that's smart. That's a smart chick. And that is pretty smart. Although now, I wonder if she could have just turned the car off. <laughs> no, she said there was no keys in the car. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, then, then no we go to, to the that. next scene when the parents come home from their family. Oh boy. It was a family, like a parental, not so much parental, uh, a couple's, a couple's meeting. At one o'clock in the morning, mind you, it was about one o'clock in the morning is when all this stuff happened. So none of this fucking movie makes any sense. But they <laughs> no. said to Alex what kind that of they were places gone. open that late? Is yeah. they just going to the bar? <laughs> we're working on our marriage by getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm happy. This is what you wanted, <laughs> didn't it? Is, isn't it? So put it in my boom boom hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a prostitute. Um, so, uh, so obviously they come home and the next thing we have, we're seeing with the camera in the kitchen is Alex is trying to explain to her parents what's going on and her parents just don't want any part of it. Um. (laughs) They don't believe her. They don't care. They don't want to do it. They're just like, whatever, we'll just chuck some money on it and uh, I'll be like, this is what happens when you tell your kids you're going to get a divorce. They start acting up. I know. (laughs) <laughs> and then they end up in the under the bed realm. <laughs> Don't try to divorce Daniel Stern because that's what will happen. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. But so then we uh, lost more kids that way. So Alex is explaining that, you know, there wasn't even any keys in the car. The door locked behind me. None of it makes any sense. Obviously, something's going on here. The parents are just like, well, let's just deal with this later. Let's just deal with it later. And then they don't deal with it. Well, they kind of do. They get the mother gives her. I think uh, this is where the tranquilizer came. <laughs> I believe at this point we're close to it. Well, anyways, no, I th- I think that was earlier, and I want to say this is about the time where like they they say you know we don't want to deal with it, but then a little bit later the dad comes up and is like, hey, oh yeah, you're right. I'm ready to listen now. <laughs> I guess. Yep. So let's go, champ. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, my little buddy. Let's go throw a ball. <laughs> I gotta go pick some garbage. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> yep. Um, so uh the next night happens and or the next day happens rather, and the mother is walking around. We'll just say walking around, and she sees something fall from or hear something fall from behind her. She goes to pick up the book and she notices something a little awkward. She goes to put the book back. And then something breathes on her and she's just like standing in like straight awe until she Peter pants herself across the room and then falls to her (laughs) death where she, I assume, breaks her back or neck or head or something. I don't know. But she's just straight dead. Now, this part of the movie is a little weird because then she is dragged out of the house by Katie. Uh, Looks like through the front door. You even hear the thing say front door. And then who else comes through the front door? Big Ben. Why? I don't Big know. Ben. How did Katie not be seen by Big Ben? I still don't really know. I don't understand <laughs> anything in this goddamn movie. But Big Ben comes through the uh, 
the door. He's on the phone with Katie's voicemail saying, hey, I found more information about the coven. We're already like two weeks into this. I'm pretty sure we're good <laughs> and we all know about the, the coven shit. But, but we're going to solve this now. Yeah, so please call me back. He goes in, steals a Pepsi. Ghost didn't like that. Or no, Katie didn't like that. He goes back upstairs <laughs> to go sniff her underwear. And uh, <laughs> Katie's behind him, unfortunately. And then Big Ben gets his neck broken. Don't steal Pepsi oh. and sniff underwear. I know. The national treasure has perished. Um, <laughs> so uh, she, uh, Katie drags Big Ben into looks like, I don't know. I don't a know. Closet? what closet? Is it a closet or is it a bathroom? Or Maybe it's a closet. I think I it think, was. Yeah. Who fucking knows? But I guess it could have been either one. I think it's either I, a walk-in closet or a bathroom. Or a <laughs> 70s, uh, a 70s decorative uh, realm. <laughs> or a dark room. Or a dark or room. photographers. <laughs> so Alex comes home and she's basically by her. S- oh, no. Nope, nope. That's a lot. No, I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, so her, her and dad, the dad come home from. Yeah. From where, their, their talk, their, their, their talk, and their dinner or whatnot, and she, uh, her dad notices Katie with uh, Wyatt walking into Katie's house, and he's like, "Is that your mom?" And Alex is like, "No, that's Katie." And he's like, "All right, I, I, I'm gonna go park the car, and I'm gonna go see what's going on." And she goes upstairs to go, I don't know, but apparently, apparently, she left her phone upstairs next to her computer. She goes up there to try to call Big Ben, and of course, she hears the phone ringing. From inside her seventies dark room, so calls coming from inside the house. Yep. So she goes to inspect <laughs> where that ringing's coming from. She goes to the closet and she's dragged away. And she, there's no way she can escape this. No way. And then she escapes it and runs across the streets. And uh, well, let me back up. How the fuck does she escape that? She's com- being completely dragged from the closet to. <laughs> her door and then she should the next shot is just a jump cut of her running across the street how the fuck did she escape toby's clutches i mean i would have to imagine he let her up why the only good reason i could think of so that she would go across the street he's like i could drag you all the way across the street but i'm tired what's the point (laughs) i'm smoker what's the point (laughs) so my lungs are bad i don't understand what the point of any of this is why let her across the street she has nothing to do with anything and if that's the case, like, oh, he we need her- a body count, I guess. But then <laughs> He's why- like, this is the we're 90 minutes in. This is the part where I have to kill everyone. <laughs> that's I mean, how these movies go. That's true, too. But then why is Big Ben still left in the house? Why did they need to have uh, Alex go across the street to where they can eat her bodies? Yeah, that's true. Why do they know. bring the mom over there, but not the fucking Big Ben? I don't, who knows? Unless he was too big to carry. The mom's probably in a trash can where she belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Alex runs across the street where she's following a trail of her dad's soul as he's being dragged away from from Toby or something. But instead of grabbing any of the uh, so many obstacles that he could have grabbed on the way to wherever the fuck he went, he's just wailing his arms around, just like ah, ah, me. He's like olive oil from Popeye, yeah. it's just his spaghetti arms. <laughs> Rubber hose animation, I love it. Um, so anyways, uh, Alex goes into a bedroom where Katie, like his all crazy demon lady. And she's like, is blasting through the door. Alex jumps out the window where she is (laughs) 
probably, I mean, Katie probably could have summoned a lesser amount of people. It's just one 15-year-old <laughs> girl. They invited the entire goddamn covet from the entire world to just try to capture this small little girl for no goddamn reason. Oh, I know. I thought covens, like, I've never seen or heard of a coven being this large. <laughs> like, how many people are in this thing? This isn't a coven. This is a straight-up cult. <laughs> Something's crazy going on. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's less people in covens than play board games, and you couldn't get that many people who play board games all in one place. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so that was a little far-fetched, but I guess they're just kind of, we got to up the ante every time. Next time, the whole planet's going to be in this cult. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> you're doing too much. I can't wait until next week. Oh, no. Where I get to watch <laughs> the worst of these movies. <laughs> I can't wait. And, and, and somebody is filming it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are they like the family of the fucking housekeeper from part two? <laughs> is there Honestly, some connection? I don't, I don't remember. I watched it the one time and I knew it was going to be bad and I didn't want to watch it, but I remember watching it. And I just remember, I was like, wow, this movie's just on another level. <laughs> this is another level of bad. Yep. Yeah, I thought this one was pretty bad. But if it gets even worse, that's going to be tough. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> what was that? That's my... <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there he is he's my little note <laughs> that would have made a better movie than Paranormal Activity 4 <laughs> me farting would have made a better movie well, me- I guess Katie is still our, our reigning final girl yep. <laughs> in nothing all of this. can kill Katie so. or maybe some of those <laughs> old women <laughs> they won't kill her they'll just kill her with love yep yep <laughs> I don't want to see those naked old women. All right. So I will say, uh, um, do either of the remaining movies address what happens to Alex specifically? No. I'm assuming those old people just killed her, but. No, I don't think so. Um, honestly, oh, okay. I want to say that. You know what, dude? I honestly don't remember. I know Katie is in the next one a little bit. Ish, <laughs> I believe. Out of shoehorn her in somewhere. Yeah, I know. Actually, I know for a fact she is because they're living in an she's apartment complex. She's like the Stanley complex. cameo. Yeah, she's <laughs> like the the saw guy, John. Um, <laughs> um, but he's or she he's he's not in there. She is though. Um, I don't remember if she's in the last one though. Like, I really don't remember anything about the last one to be honest with you. I just Dang. remember that there you could see the ghost with a camera. That's all I know. So I feel like they if they don't have her be a huge part of the last one, that's and what was the point of any of this? <laughs> You'll probably be asking yourself that. <laughs> That's just awful. They have not paid off her storyline so far. Um, it's very unclear. And because it's found footage, it'll never be clear. Because why would it? Yeah, be? I don't like that at all. Who's also putting the night ones <laughs> and the night twos in all these random fucking movies? Yeah, that's a good question. Who's watching them? <laughs> is it Kate? And who's like, who keeps finding more footage of K- 
Katie before this all happened that doesn't get shown till now. Exactly. Like the beginning of every movie. It's just really weird. It's just weird as shit. But at least we got to see some more Katie. Mm. Oh, I hope she's wearing a sombrero in the next one. <laughs> For Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I think she's in the apartment complex with the Mexican family. I just don't remember. Oh, she just moves it. around a lot. She does. I can't remember a whole lot. I know she's in it. And she probably plays a bigger part than I think. And then I'm thinking right now. Who knows? <laughs> Which I like how this one starts out with Katie and the baby were never found again or were never seen again. Oh, <laughs> Except, they, oh they were abducted. We, we have footage of them. <laughs> no, but their whereabouts remain unknown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now here's this video of us showing you exactly where they are. It's like, uh, I don't, I'm not buying it. <laughs> not buying this explanation also, that's completely a lie because obviously hunter was found probably immediately after that last yeah. movie and was adopted by a family really fast a long time ago <laughs> god damn oh that's so dumb so that's a winning don't movie. make no sense <laughs> that shit don't make no sense make no god i have sense all righty well enough <laughs> about that horrible movie all right. Well, let's cruise through the uh, the Weird Al. We're getting ever so close. All right. Let me grab my um, Nintendo Switch. Go ahead. <laughs> we just got two weeks left. And I'm thinking maybe what we can do is if we can get these last two done this week and next week, then we can maybe do the tournament the same week as uh, Paranormal Activity 6. And hopefully we can get Larry to come on and he'll close out the you know the franchise with us. And we'll do that, that uh, tournament. All right. I'm cool with that. Hopefully that'll all work out. But we are doing a pretty uh, great album overall. Um, The originals, some of them are great, some of them really not. (laughs) Um, But Straight Outta Linwood was from 2005. Uh, This first one, it's a very short clip, luckily. Uh, It'll give you a taste of everything you need, which is shittiness. (laughs) Uh, This is a song called Pancreas. Um, It's uh, pretty awful. There we go. I'm always thinking about it I don't know what I'd do without it I love, I really love my pancreas My spleen just doesn't matter Don't really care about my bladder But I don't leave home without my pancreas All right. That's all we need. I feel like that gives you a taste of how just lackluster it is in all regards. Um, Mm. I don't know what he was thinking on that one. I really just don't. (laughs) (laughs) But this next song luckily makes up for it. This is a great one. And this is a style parody. So we'll see if you can figure out who this is a style parody of. Okay. (laughs) The little song called I'll sue ya. And just basically about a guy who will sue people over anything. I sued Duracell. They never told me not to shove that double A right up my nose. I sued Home Depot because they sold me a hammer, which they knew I might drop on my toes. I sued Dell Computers because I took a bath with my laptop. Now it doesn't work. I sued Fruit of the Loom because when I wear the tiny whities on my head, I look like a jerk. I sued Verizon. 
part in the, the bridge i like that part um so do you have any idea who that was a style parody of well of course that's rage against the machine <laughs> yep nailed it uh it's it's a really good uh version of doing one of their songs i feel like it really hits the mark um it's got great lyrics <laughs> like the part about suing uh colorado because it looks too much like wyoming <laughs> that's just true <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this one's pretty good, actually. Yeah, as is this next one. I really, really like this next one. Uh, this one is called Virus Alert. Uh, this is a little bit of a longer clip, too, but luckily the rest are shorter after this. But I really love all of this song. Uh, so here it is, Virus Alert. It's about computer viruses. Soon, very soon, it will make all the pain feel off your Keyboard all sticky, give your poodle a hickey And invest your cash in stock in Euro Disney Then it will tie up your phone Making crank long distance calls It'll set your clocks back an hour And start clogging the shower So just trash it now or else it will Decide to give you a permanent wedgie Legally change your name to Reggie Even mess up the peak balance in your pool Look out, it's gone your face right off your skull Look out And make your iPod only play Jethro Tull Look out And tell you knock-knock jokes while you're trying to sleep Look out And make you physically attracted to sheep Look out Steal your identity and your credit card Look out Buy you a warehouse full of pink leotard Look out Then cause a major rift in time and space And leave a bunch of tweaky rappers all over the place Let's write it some Virus alert Delete immediately before someone gets hurt Immediately before someone gets hurt Forward this message unto everybody Warn all your friends and this to everybody Tell everyone you know tell everybody now If you get infected you wish you had never been born So before it emails your grandmother all of your porn Turn off your computer and make sure it powers down like that song it's just a bunch of crazy things that this computer virus can do this is true <laughs> emailing your grandmother all of your porn nobody wants that <laughs> no trust me <laughs> um so that's a good one i really like that one it's just got a weird cool kind of cadence to it and i really like that music 
Um, this next one, this is again kind of like Pancreas. I never listen to this. I don't even keep it on my iPod because it's just not that good. Um, it's a little funny, I guess, but it's not even much of a song. Uh, it's called Weasel's uh, Weasel's Stomping Day. Oh yeah. yeah. This one, he like yeah. tried to make a big thing. It was like a video on his like CD too and everything. Yeah. I don't remember. I kind of remember that, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's not that good, but here it is. Put your Viking helmet on. Spread that mayonnaise on the lawn. Don't you know it's Weasel Stomping Day? All the little girls and boys love that wonderful crunching noise. You'll know what this day's about. When you stomp a weasel's guts right out, so come along and have a laugh. Snap their weaselly spines in half. Grab your boots and stomp your cares away. In that parade, it's Weasel Stomping I guess those the weasel stomping noises themselves are kind of funny. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, that's very strange. Um all right. Here's another one. Uh it's called Close But No Cigar. This one I do uh, really like a lot. Uh it's a style parody, so we'll see if you can figure out who this is a style parody of. Um it's basically about him meeting various women and being very, you know, they're almost perfect, but they always have one tiny little flaw that, you know, sours the whole thing for him. Um, here it is, close but no cigar. Then I met sweet young Janet, prettiest thing on the planet. Had a body hotter than a habanero. She had lips like a ripe pomegranate, and I was crazy like Manson about. She got me all choked up like Mama Cass She had a smile so incredibly radiant You had to watch it through a piece of smoke glass I thought after all these years of searching around I found my soulmate finally But one day I found out she actually owned a copy Of Joe on DVD Oh no, I said hey Yeah, I like this the line about being all choked up like Mama Cass. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know who Mama Cass is. Oh, she was like, I think she was a singer in some 60s band. I want to say the Mamas and the Papas. And I think she died. She was a really fat woman. She died choking on a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> so that's a pretty good line. Um, and I like, there's different things. Like one of them, that's like this woman was so just totally perfect. But then one of her earlobes was just a little bit too big. <laughs> so we had to break it off. It's like, oh, that's so good. Um, but do you know who that was a style parody of? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. I'll give you this hint. There was some vibra slap in there. <laughs> That's not going to do it for me. If you remember from an episode of 
Hello from the Magic Tavern that we listened to in the car. <laughs> Arnie gave their musician guy a vibra slap on the Christmas episode and said that they use it in every one of this band's songs. <laughs> Still not doing it for me. I don't know. <laughs> oh, cake. Oh, yeah. I should. Yeah, that. that sounds just like cake, actually. <laughs> it does kind of sound like short skirt, long jacket yep. a little bit. For sure. Um, this next one, this is the last one on here. It's the closing song on the album. Uh, it's called don't download this song. <laughs> uh, I do like parts of this. I don't know if it comes together into the perfect whole, but it's, it's a parody of like, uh, like those eighties kind of telethon songs almost, you know, like, uh, band-aids don't, they know it's Christmas time and, uh, Heal the world. Yeah, you know, all the songs they would get various artists together and do like, you know, songs oh, okay, to raise yeah. money for various causes. But this one is for <laughs> a very topical cause in the year 2006 uh, of people downloading music for free online. <laughs> and how you're hurting artists by doing this. So he's saying to don't download this song. <laughs> but it's funny because even though he's a musical artist, he's kind of taking the point of, you know, fuck these guys. <laughs> So it's very funny that he's kind of like, he doesn't really care about that. He's just kind of like making fun of Metallica and all the people that were really going hardcore against that. Yeah. And <laughs> just being like, times. come on, you gotta, you gotta down, don't download this song guys. You're hurting these massive rich people. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Once in a while, maybe you will feel the urge to break international copyright law by downloading mp3s from file sharing sites like morpheus or grokster or limewire or kazaa but deep in your heart you know the guilt would drive you mad and the shame would leave a permanent scar Cause you start out stealing songs Then you're robbing liquor stores And selling crack And running over school kids with your car So don't download this song The record stores where you feel good ditty right there yeah it is i like that song <laughs> it is pretty solid it's just so funny from like listening to it now it's just like fye is gone coconuts are gone <laughs> best buy sells fridges now <laughs> oh i know they lost that battle for sure <laughs> But I do like hearing the part where he like lists off like old, all these old file sharing sites like Kazaa and LimeWire yeah. and all that shit. It's like, oh man, that's a lockdown memory lane for sure. <laughs> LimeWire, there's Frostbite, there was Morpheus, and mm. I still use SoulSeek. That's my jam right there. I don't use any of that. I just Spotify. <laughs> just Spotify that shit. I need to own them. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't. Slavery has not been disallowed when it comes to music. I'm owning it. Eh. 
I don't need to own them. <laughs> I've got a bunch of CDs. They're in like one of those like CD folders, and I that's the only way I keep my CDs now. And I haven't bought a yep. CD since days go by. Oh, I know. Yep, that's true. That's probably that might have been one of the last ones I bought too. And I or will I buy I the bought... next one, but yeah, that, that's the only Whenever CD that I'll ever, I'll ever buy. Speaking. Oh yeah, you have all physical copies of all of them, don't you? I do. Nice. I just don't have the cases anymore, which is sad. But I do still have the artwork from. Uh, I still have the booklets and everything. I just. Yes. I didn't keep the cases. And honestly, oh. they probably would have been broken by then, or by now. Yeah. <laughs> probably even by then, they were. Some of them were broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have physical copies of all that. Speaking of music, though, before we do our uh, thing, because I'm gonna forget. Did you see that uh, that music video, uh, Koki the Clown? <gasps> I did not. I didn't see the video. I heard the song though. I'm very excited about that album. Oh god, that video is pretty fucking funny, dude. <laughs> oh, I need to watch it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think it came out today, honestly. Yeah, I think it might have. Or it's coming out this late this month. I need to get that. Well, no, the album. video. I don't know about the album. <laughs> yeah, the video know. too. Oh. oh, the video's <sighs> out. I saw it today. Oh, that's awesome. I need to watch it. It's need pretty, to watch it. It's like, it's just depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it seems like. It seems like this is going to be a very depressing album, but I'm not even against it. <laughs> Fat Mike can do no wrong in my book. Yep. All righty. <laughs> so I'm going to say sue to people. Uh, don't download the people. And... <laughs> Virus alert. We got to put virus alert in there. Oh, yeah. So I'm so good. <laughs> that one was my yeah. least favorite of the three. Oh, man. I love that song. It's very funny and very good and catchy. It gives me the jiggles in my man boob. <laughs> Just one, though. Gross. <laughs> All right. Well. I guess the last thing that we wanted to get to was we're going to take a look at some more uh, album artwork, uh, which I should mention. I did prepare a spreadsheet this time, so we'll actually be able to get like feedback <laughs> quicker. But in terms of last week where we did, we talked about offspring album art. Uh, I did average it all out and it came out to 6.04. So they're huh. basically averaging about a six, <laughs> which isn't too bad. That's pretty solid. Those first two albums definitely, you know, hurt their uh, their score there. <laughs> What's sad but, is that you prepared a spreadsheet. <laughs> I know. I'm such a nerd. I got salt in my nose. All right. So. All right. We've got it. So, yeah, now we're ready to go and to look at our next artist. Uh, who would you like to do this week for the album artwork evaluation? Well, I've pulled up Blink-182. All right. While you are away. That's a good choice. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Obviously, another key part of our history <laughs> in our lives. Indeed. And right. very little aliens, considering how much Tom DeLong loves them. <laughs> also true. So that's something. He showed restraint. So I'm assuming we'll just do the main albums like we did with the first one. Yeah. Do we count Buddha? 
Yeah, I would say we count. I always Buddha. think of that as an album, but it's not listed on like their discography on like Wikipedia and that kind of shit. But it's got some songs yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> yep. It was kind of like a, the demo version of what became Cheshire Cat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, let's just do Cheshire Cat then. It is weird. okay. All right, so Cheshire Cat. <laughs> um, it's called Cheshire Cat. It doesn't say the name on there at all. Nope. <laughs> this is Blink, not even the 182. True. Well, that's the fun fun story. I don't know if you know the, the story about this, but I just listened to Mark Hoppus um, do an interview about how he got the band name. And he's like, yeah, I've heard a bunch of different things. Like, people say all sorts of stuff. He said one of the weirder ones is like uh, Al Pacino had even gotten word that it's the amount of fucks that's in the movie Scarface. <laughs> And Al Pacino's like, yes, I love that. I'm glad that that's what you guys went with. And Mark Hoppus is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. It's just his. their name originally was Blink. And when they were becoming big. No, it does say Blink-182 on there. It doesn't just say Blink. Oh, the one I'm looking at just says Blink. Oh. Oh, yeah, there's one that just says Blink. Yeah, there's one I was just looking at that said Blink-182. Oh, man. <laughs> Get your shit together, Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to hurt them, hurt their chances either way. <laughs> well, it brings up this great story anyways. But yeah, Mark Hoppus was uh, uh, on the phone with a producer or something like that and said, hey, uh, you guys can't use Blink. Another like band has that name. Obviously a nobody because nobody else has ever had yeah. the word Blink in their name before. But uh, Mark Hoppus is like, hurt. I don't know. Uh, 182. Just call it Blink-182, Blink and they're like, all right, that's what you're going to be. <laughs> it does have much of, like, a better ring to it, so I'm glad that they did add the 182 on there. For some reason, it works. Mm, I would have just liked Blink, mainly because I always just call him Blink anyways. Yeah, that's true. But I'm fine with the 182, or, yeah, the 182, so. Uh, yeah, but it's cool can't... to, like, abbreviate things, <laughs> whereas if their whole, whole name was Blink, it's not as cool. I'm going to just, my band, my band name is going to be Lal. It's already abbreviated. <laughs> you should just be Og. Yeah. <laughs> Og dog. <laughs> That's just as many letters. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Cheshire Cat, um, as a, as a title, um, I guess Neat. that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm cool it obviously that. calls to mind the Alice in Wonderland character. Yep. Um, that's good. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I like that. So that's pretty solid. Not like amazing, but solid. I'd give it like a six. Yeah, I'd say six. I'd say that's solid. It's not like a Blink-182 title I would think of, though. No, definitely not like they're when they're in their heyday, for sure. Yeah. Um, The look of it. It's a cat. It's just kind of a normal cat picture. It's got blue eyes. The though. eyes are cool. Yeah, the eyes are cool. I'll give it that much. Um, I would give it a, a six as well. It is a cat with cool blue eyes. No, I would give it a fuck. No, I'd probably give it a four. Yeah, I'd say four is about right. The color scheme's all right. I like that they had the border kind of match to it. So that's all right. I kind of like that. Um, now, the interplay between the name and the thing, it's kind of good in that it is a cat, but... I think that's more of like a Siamese cat, not a Cheshire cat. <laughs> yep. So unless that was the joke, like 
we're going to call it Cheshire cat. And this is not a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Maybe that was what they were going for. That Cause they're blank like and blank. they like to goof around, but they do like to goof around, but I can see them putting a, like calling a Cheshire cat and then putting a picture of a dog on there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> really put it over the top. Yeah. So I guess it gets something for having a cat, but <laughs> I probably couldn't go above a four. I'd give it a four. Yeah, that sounds fair. Okay. Next up, we got, oh, one of my favorite Blink albums. Yeah, easily. Dude Ranch. Dude looks like a ranchy. This one's going to have some high scores. So Dude Ranch. Hmm. Actually, on the title, <laughs> it doesn't do it for me either. It, the title of the CD does not do it for me at all, hmm. honestly. Yeah, I would say that is probably the most lackluster thing, is that Dude Ranch is not the greatest name. I guess it's, you know, again, it's kind of good because they're a bunch of dudes. <laughs> but other than that, that's really all it has going for it. Um, I would give it a, man, I'd probably actually give it a two. But, I mean... That's because when I think of Dude Ranch, I don't, I'm almost thinking of like a country band or a country, yeah. especially back in the day. The only reason why this is going to be a higher end score is because of everything coming together towards the end. But, <laughs> yes. All right. I'd say two is fine. I'm honestly okay with that. The terrible name um, for a Blink-182 uh, album by itself. But yes. the picture is of this really cool cow. <laughs> yes. From behind, this like black cow. Bull. Uh, bull, yes, <laughs> out in a field uh, with Blink-182 kind of branded onto its ass in big red letters and with some big old bull nuts hanging down. The biggest of bull nuts. <laughs> now that feels very Blink-182. <laughs> yes, mainly the nuts. <laughs> I would give this a easy, an easy eight. Hmm. Yeah, I could go there. I was going to say seven, but. There's balls on I'm it. okay with an the eight. Balls on the album <laughs> art, that's an eight. There's a giant bull ass and a giant bull pair of testicles. <laughs> that's an eight. Now, the two of them coming together, it's called Dude Ranch with a big old bull on there and represents yep. a ranch in some way. I would give this a seven. That's a high one. I would say that's like a nine. I mean, really? You say the name Dude Ranch, like that's kind of. You know, very emblematic of what that is. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's not so much focusing on the ranch, whereas focusing on the bull itself. Right. So maybe. Yeah. OK, I'd give it probably a seven then. Yeah. That's fair. I think the name Dude Ranch is. Definitely does have a <sighs> ranch on it, though. It's ranch-ish for sure. I think <laughs> the coming together, I would say about a seven or an eight, but. <laughs> I guess they could have had a bunch of guys jerking off into a ranch dressing. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> Dude ranch. <laughs> I like that. And I don't like it. <laughs> I like it, but I'm also repulsed by it. <laughs> All right. Just a cup of nasty looking like white like <laughs> dipping sauce and they just call it dude ranch. <laughs> That's disgusting. And I love it. <laughs> what could have been. <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah, what are we going with? Seven or an eight? Um hmm. let's go eight. 
All right. I feel like it's pretty representative of what it says. <laughs> next All one. All right, now. Next one. This one's very famous, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like everyone knows this cover. Yeah. Next one's called Enema of the State. Yes. This one has a great name. It is absolutely Blink-182-esque. Yes. 100%. Um, yeah, I really you can't really go wrong with that name. It's just a great... I would give it like a nine for naming. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, really solid and emblematic of the band. Yep. I'm good with a nine there. Um, then we've got the album artwork. It is a very... One of those like... You could tell it's like a late 90s, early 2000s sexy nurse putting <laughs> yeah. on the rubber glove to possibly perform maybe an enema. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> on her jacket, it has where her name tag would be, Blink-182, so that's pretty cool. Um, she's yep. definitely showing a little bit of a... Um, <laughs> cleavage? <laughs> what the old folks like to call cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> we call that... The booby caverns. <laughs> I'd like to go spelunking in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that this artwork's a nine. Yeah, it's pretty iconic at this point. It's a super iconic uh, album. Uh, it's got great and it just kind of looks cool. It like does. the color scheme is good. A lot Colors of blues all pop. And whites and reds. Yeah, yeah, the reds. How can I forget? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, the connection between the two, I, uh, I mean, hopefully she is going to perform an enema, not just like a prostate exam. <laughs> so I would say maybe like a seven. Oh, I'd probably give it an eight. The connection between the two is, I think, really. I mean, when I think of it's well, pretty strong. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say it's but, pretty strong. It looks like she's a doctor about to perform an enema, or a nurse about to perform <laughs> an enema. I think if she was like holding of, a tube, maybe that would be better. <laughs> if she had her legs spread and somebody was giving her an enema, then I'd be like, yeah, that's a nine. But I would say that this is probably. Would you say it was a seven? Yeah, seven. Yeah, I'm good with the seven. They can just have Vic from the Blair Thumb. Hey, I brought an enema bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think should we? It's a live album, but I think we should count the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. No, so like that was. I don't think it's a main album, though. It doesn't offer anything new. Yeah, except Which for why we main overboard. Buddha. Yeah, no, that's the same thing with like if we were going to include the. Uh, uh, the offspring greatest hits and had yeah. can't repeat. Which it makes me kind of, it kind of upsets me that they put man overboard on that album. <laughs> Cause I feel like it's kind of wasted there. Like it kind of gets buried. It doesn't quite get the, you know, momentum that it should have had yeah. by being on this live album. But if it was on like one of the other albums, like either anima, the state or take off your pants jacket, like that would have been one of my highlights of that whole album. And now it's just kind of stuck on its own. <laughs> yep. It's sad. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you've already alluded to it. Take off your pants and jacket <laughs> is next. Uh, I will. It's an amazing, amazing name. Just take yes. off your pants and just <laughs> just go to town. That gets a perfect fucking 10 for just good, like, punmanship. And yep. It's just like, uh, it's amazing. Yep. It works on every fucking level. <laughs> this one might get 10s all the way across the board, honestly. Yep. 
<laughs> yep, 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 yep. It's very cool looking. It's very minimalistic, which is like we said last week. I kind of like ones that go simple and just it's kind black. of have, you know, cool symbols. <laughs> it's black. Yep. <laughs> like all your boxes. <laughs> this is the. This is the case that launched a thousand other cases, <laughs> all made by Peter. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the album art is very minimalistic. It basically just has Blink-182 off to the left side, but they're in a red, yellow, and uh, uh, a green uh, circle, the numbers are, rather. And then towards mm-hmm. the right, they also have three more of those circles, but this time it has a picture of a plane, a picture of pants, and a picture of a jacket. Yep. It's beautiful. Plane is taking off. <laughs> it spells it out exactly without having to have any words. Yeah, what do they call it? Anagrams. Just fucking great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, th- it's just an amazing because a lot of people are like, "Oh, take off your pants and jacket." We know what that means. That sounds like mash, mash, mash. But when you look at the album, you're <laughs> like, "Oh, they're just telling me to take off my pants and my my jacket." Yep. <laughs> it's so dirty and not dirty all at once. Yeah. So parents are just like, "Oh." I don't understand the pants, but yeah, you could take off your jacket too. But kids are like, oh, I'm going to grab my dick off. (laughs) Blink-182 said it was okay. (laughs) Mom, I have to do what Travis does. He's got to jerk it off. (laughs) So, yeah, this album's uh, art is a 10, and absolutely, I would actually probably give the, the whole thing. It's doing exactly what it's saying to do, and in a clever way. It's not just spelled out for you. It's actually in, like, an anagram form. And it's like the birth of emojis. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, it's pretty – it's flawless, honestly. (laughs) It's crazy how good that turned out. Um, I really don't have anything bad to say about this one. There's no way to really knock it down. It's just that good. (laughs) And it's a great album. Yep. True that. All right, next one we have Blink-182, the self-titled oh. album. <laughs> well, as we discussed last time, self-titles get about a one. <laughs> yep, that is a one. <laughs> wow, wow. Man, that's going to drag now, you down, the look Blink. of it, it's not amazing on its own where you're just like, oh, man, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I fucking but love this album cover. Given the, given the fact that this like became their fucking logo for the rest of their lives. This <laughs> album cover has some blue paint splattered on the left, a little bit of pink paint splattered to the right. It's got a smiley face with X's for eyes. And then around that smiley face, it's got a circle. And just to the left, on the circle, there is five arrows pointing <laughs> to the left. I don't know what any of it means, but no. <laughs> it has absolutely become their logo because of how weird and different it is. Um, yep. And then in within the circle, it looks like they've taken some masking tape and put their name Blink-182 in it. Um, <laughs> this is I love their logo. I love this logo. Man, whether it's theirs or not, it's a great goddamn logo. I love it. It is. And it's something that works on a sticker or a T-shirt or anything like that. It, it's just very simple and I mean, it, it does the job. This is somebody <laughs> saying who got, this is like oh maybe too. Like, look at how cool that looks. Oh, that is so much better. <laughs> I know, but people would just take that logo and just it. turn it into super something super cool. I'm just smashing the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> He's taking off his pants and jacking it. Yeah, don't worry about me. <laughs> but I love that they have the blink rabbit behind it, too. That's so cool. In this picture that I'm looking at, not yeah, the actual album. Not the album cover. No. I wish they were that clever. <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. 
Um, but yeah, I really like this album cover. Uh, it is, it looks like chaos, but it's not like yeah. over, overly done. It's neat. I yeah. Like again, it. it's kind of minimalistic and it's just white, black, and then a little bit of blue and a little bit of pink. I'd give it an eight. I'm cool with that. That it's sounds just about a really right. cool album cover. I like it. Um, um connection between the, the fucking weird symbol and I'll give it the a name two. Blink-182. I'll give it a uh, two, which is... That's generous. It, should, it could <laughs> technically be more because this is Blink-182 now. <laughs> it's true. So it's like... Uh, and that's why I bumped it to a two, but that's me pulling Taffy, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with the two. That seems reasonable. All right, their next big old Nasty Boy album... After years and bajillions of years of waiting, we got yeah, neighborhoods. After a breakup and finally a return. <laughs> after a breakup and a plane crash and a back together and still <laughs> not putting anything out in forever. And then finally we get Neighborhoods where they decided to not record together. We get yeah. this movie or this music <laughs> album. So <laughs> Neighborhoods um, is not... As a name, that's pretty awful. <laughs> <sighs> And not, it's not like, oh, these songs all have to do with Neighborhoods. Like, I don't feel like that's very emblematic of what's on the album. Um, and I also don't think it's a very good title on its own. I believe, like, oh, yeah, Neighborhoods. I believe they that sounds named like it, something I need to check out. I think they named it this because they were recording in different neighborhoods. And it was like the first of its kind going to try to record different pieces. Like Tom would record a piece and then send it over to Mark. Mark would then do his part, send it over to Travis and then do it like that. So they were recording mm. in different neighborhoods, which I believe is where the name, the name came from. Even with that being said, not a great title. I would say probably a three or a four. Yeah, I'd say three. All right. Three it is neighborhoods. <laughs> there are worse things, but not, you know, not very good either. <laughs> All righty. And then we've got... The artwork. Oops, hold on. Well, I guess that works. The artwork I like. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of interesting the way that they spell out. It's kind of like showing an aerial view of a bunch of city buildings Mm -hmm. um, that a lot of the roofs are kind of shaded in and spelling out Blink-182. Yeah. Uh I like this. So it's kind of clever. Yeah. It's definitely It's all black and white. Um, so a lot of it kind of runs together a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of really focus in. It's um, like uh, the labyrinth staircases, whatever that's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. MC Escher room. <laughs> um, yeah, I would give it uh, maybe a seven. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at. I'd say six or a seven. It's not bad. I like it. It's cool looking. It looks like somebody kind of doodled on their, like, notebook. We've lost Kevin again. Oh, 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 there you are. He's come back from the dead. I'm not even going to stop it then. I'm going to let it go. It's an Easter miracle. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. All righty. So the connection between the name and the the artwork, I would say, is pretty strong. Yes. Um. I'm going to give this a seven as well then. Because it is very strong between the name and it looks like it's in a neighborhood. I'm, yep. I'm good. I might even go higher. I would say probably eight or nine because there is a strong connection between the name. Well, it's a neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. Singular. They should have named it one. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Rogers neighborhood. I'm good with an eight. Let's let's do eight. I'm cool with that. Okay. That seems fair. All right. Well, then we got one left. 
Well, then kind do of. we do we talk <laughs> about dog eat dog or whatever? Oh, that's true. Because we could that, do that one that one was dogs eating dogs, dogs eating dogs. Dogs eating It's an EP, but dog. count it. It is an EP, but it is all brand new songs, and it is technically the last album with Tom on it. Oh, well, that's true. That's fair. Uh, I think there was what five songs in this. Yep, that sounds about right. Um, so basically, the the album's called Dogs Eating Dogs. Only five songs on it, but there are five brand new songs. Basically, Blink One Eight Two had come up with an agreement to say, "Hey, we know that we've." basically recorded all of this stuff in different areas. We wanted to come together and put out this, basically an EP of them actually all coming together and recording together. Yeah. Um, and I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> I love it a lot. I wish this is what fucking <laughs> neighborhoods was. <laughs> I know if they would have been more songs like this, it probably would have been a lot better. Oh my God. Pretty little girl, even though it's got that weird rapping bit in it. I fucking love that song. Even Dogs Eating <laughs> Dogs is a great fucking song. So I like great. Boxing Day a lot. Boxing Day is also in an, a yeah. great fucking song. I'm just so sad that there was only that many songs on there. <laughs> yeah, it was only five songs. When I Was Young, which is also a good song. Disaster is a great fucking song. I love Disaster too. I mean, I guess if you take the best songs off of Neighborhoods and these songs like, and put them together, you'd probably have a pretty sweet album. Yeah, except for even Neighborhoods wasn't even all that great. Because Up All Night was probably my favorite song off that album, I think. I can't remember. Honestly. I liked uh, Hearts All Gone. I remember it was Yeah, Hearts All good. Gone. That's another really good one, too. Yeah. But I liked when Jeezy Kabeezy or Keezy Jabeezy or whatever the fuck did, like, the <laughs> 90s version of oh. those songs. Those were way better. Oh. I like the first song, The Ghosts on the Dance Floor or something yeah, like that. Like, like that, that one's song. pretty good. That one's always good. That yeah, one's that's on my good. playlist. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> Yeah, that one definitely grew on me a lot. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, yeah, so Dogs Eating Dogs is the name of the album. I would say that this is kind of uh, definitely a Blink 22 ish uh, album title, Dogs Eating Dogs, when it's usually like a dog eat dog world. He's just saying <laughs> dogs are eating dogs, and I like that. Well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. You're just doing a different tense. I know, but it, it, yeah, it's true. I could say it's like a doggy dog world, and it, it makes me think it's like, yeah, you know, just like everybody's after somebody. But when somebody says that it's dogs eating dogs, it just makes me think of dogs are actually eating dogs. <laughs> Instead of just saying yeah. that. It doesn't know, have the – but really, I mean, metaphor. when you say that, you're saying that because it's so cutthroat that the dogs are all eating each other. I <laughs> so. know, but it's so good. Nobody says that. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs uh, eating dogs. That's my favorite. <laughs> I want to get a painting of it. I'm going to give Instead it a dogs playing poker. Seven. I want dogs eating dogs. Seven. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say six. <laughs> we'll give it a six. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I do like the album itself is a, like it's drawing of a dog with a snarling kind of fangs and a little angry. bit of dri- blood dripping off and a little bit of dog in his mouth. Um, Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't like that they went black and white again so soon after Neighborhoods. Um, that seems like a weird choice. Because Neighborhoods but shouldn't on, have existed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> on its own, it's not bad. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like it, it blew me away and I remember it forever. 
Like I'll always remember that there's a dog on there, but you asked me to describe it. I couldn't really do it. I could do it, but I would say <laughs> that this is like an EP, like a high school band. Yeah. is like trying to push out like, Oh yeah, this is my new band blink Way two. And this album's called dogs eating dogs. And this is a cool album art. So it just, it seems like not, I'm not saying that's that the all, perfect analogy. I mean, we've got, we've got blink Way to take off your pants and Jack, very minimalistic, but it almost seems professional in a way when you're looking at mm-hmm. this one it does look like somebody just kind of drew on maybe some paper and is like yep this is going to be the album art and it's just boom there we go um so i'm going to give this one probably a four yeah i'd say that's about right it's not bad i'm not saying that this no, is no it's certainly not bad looking it's just yeah it is kind of like you said amateur looking almost where it's like right. yeah this this no name band put this out they'd be like oh that's that's cool good for them <laughs> Oh wait, you're saying this is Blink One Eight Two, the multi platinum goddamn got with the band? <laughs> oh, I'll be over here. <laughs> <laughs> Have to go now. <laughs> um, now the interplay between the two obviously does have a dog, but they don't really show it eating another dog. <laughs> there He's might got be a blood on his of, fangs, but a little bit of dog in his mouth, but we're not entirely sure. <laughs> I think it... that's its tongue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to give this a seven. It is definitely a dog on there. Um, it is definitely a dog. It's a, it's basically the same thing as Cheshire cat. It's a, there's a cat on there. <laughs> what'd we give That's fair? What'd we give Cheshire cat for this category? It's going to be uh, the same thing. Four because it wasn't the right cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we, we can't be racist or animalist. So it's <laughs> at least be this a is a dog. Well. And yeah. it doesn't say specifically. Yeah, but it's if not it was like eating poodle another dog. eating poodle, this would be like a three. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's, I, I feel horrible. Five. I feel horrible because I love my cat. And we've given my cat <laughs> basically a lower rating just because this one's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, what if we were like, what if you named your album Binks the Black Cat and then you put a picture of like a little tan cat? <laughs> I'd be upset. <laughs> but I'd be very, very happy if I named an album called Binks the Black Cat and I put a little little tiny mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> a little tiny mushroom in the forest. You know, that's a joke everyone will get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get it. All right. <laughs> Now, the last album that they just pooped out is yeah, called the new California. Of Blink-182. California, very uh, very Blink-182-esque, obviously, because they're all from California, except for one in this one, where one's from Chicago, so it doesn't make all of them Although sense. he lives out there now, I believe. Uh, yeah. like, I think he has fully transplanted over to uh, Good. the West Coast there. I'm glad that there. he finally <laughs> did that, even after writing this album. <laughs> On its own, I definitely don't like the name california i don't either i hate Um, it it's very bland and uh, like local h called them out before on all these songs about california and like why are there so many california songs stop it um not blink 182 specifically just everyone but this the name california really does feel like it fits this album considering there's a song in here called california there's a song called los angeles there's a song called san diego (laughs) It is very so, fitting for the album, but I hate the name. I'm going to give the name a two. I'm going to say five just because it fits the album. 
like not good. So it gets a bad score for how good it is, but it gets a high score for how fitting it is for the album. Uh, so they kind of even out to about a five. How are we doing this? Are you putting my results into one thing <laughs> or your results into another? Um, I mean, if we're that far apart, I'll probably average them. But most of the time we've been able to kind of sync up. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to stick with my two. You figure out what the average <laughs> is there. OK, we'll do. All right. And All now right. the album cover. Yep. Album cover itself. Uh, this I do really like. It's very interesting style. Uh, it's the non-deluxe version is a little bit different than the deluxe version. Uh, the regular version is kind of uh, it's mostly white. And then there's kind of one strip in the middle of this guy with like a skeleton face driving a car. And he's got like black hair. And then he's got this blonde girlfriend who has weird like. I don't know what they are, like flying pig ears (laughs) sticking out of her hair. And she's crying and trying to be like, please don't leave me here at the movies. (laughs) This looks like an offspring artist, honestly. That's what it reminds me of. It looks like maybe Americana's artist came over here. And it doesn't have like the same like 50s feel as the Americana like style, but it looks like the same art. Style. I could totally see that. Um, it's got she's even got the Blink One Eight Two logo on her arm, like tattooed, or even probably I don't know. It's girls, so she may have drawn it on her herself. Um, <laughs> here's where I'm at with this. I I don't know if I can go more than three fifths because that's what they gave me. <laughs> three three fifths of one point. <laughs> no, just three fifths. So what's three fifths? Let's see. Well, that's I would say a six then. And that's too much. Um, yeah, that's probably too much. I would say a four. It's I not think bad. That's fair. I, I like the album cover, but the problem is, it's like somebody got lazy. Like, what? The, why is there all this red <laughs> rest of the white space? And it drives me nuts. And I, I don't have OCD, and I feel terrible for people who do truly have OCD. But I love when things are symmetrical even if something's Mm -hmm. purposely not symmetrical but it still fits the art scheme that's really cool to me and that's why i got like weird tribal tattoos because i love the idea of something that's not symmetrical but still has a really cool artistic like way or flow about them this one just like seems weird to me like this it should have been brought more to the middle like there's no reason for it to be like this it just seems so strange to me and off-putting i really like the only thing i can think of is it's trying to be like a windshield because you're kind of looking at them in this car so it's trying to kind of frame it like a windshield would frame this yeah well no i get it but i just wish i would have saw the rest of the car or I, i just wish the space wasn't white and I and I actually, to be honest with you, and this is going to blow your mind, but I actually prefer the non-deluxe version to the black one. Wow. I know. And I usually do it's everything crazy. in black. Yep. I like the color <laughs> schemes probably in the deluxe version better. I like the girls, like the teal hair and the way that the guy yeah. looks. But I don't like the Purple black. And... I like the white over the black. Even though That's it's true. Color... It makes it stand out more. Yeah. But yeah. I... There's a lot of black in the picture itself. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, I'm I'm totally cool with that. That makes sense. Now the connection between the two. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. Yeah, I can't say that this represents California, really. I mean, there's probably some way you could stretch the taffy and say like, oh, this is, you know, he's some big shot producer and she came to Hollywood. 
<laughs> With he's the... ripping her off in the fucking car after she gave him a blowjob or something. But... He's like death and she's an angel. Is that what the, 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 the tie in is? Yeah, I, you'd have to really do some stretching. I mean, really, really to try to make that make sense. <laughs> now, that all being said, even though I might be pooping on the album art and the name, it has still got some really great songs on it. Oh, yeah, it's a great album. That's the thing is like we can rate the album artwork with a completely detached, you know, view of it because it doesn't reflect how we feel about the band or the album itself. It's all just kind of a visual and how fitting it is type deal. I will say, though, and this is maybe it's just because I'm maturing more or something. I don't know. But the more I can't even say because I'm not really that mature because I still like (laughs) Dude Ranch and Enema of the State a whole bunch. Um, That's true. But after listening to this album, I've heard it many, many times. And it's – a lot of times when I listen to, like, music from back then, like, I've listened to this one band called Seosin. And they, they got a couple good songs, but I listened to the album so much that I fucking love the album now. But when I first heard it, I didn't like it that much. And it's one of those things, as you've said before, it just kind of grows on you and then you just kind of like it more and more. This is one that's had a falling off for me or a falling out. Hmm. Now, I still like a lot of the songs on there, but – I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's because Tom's not in there, and I do. I know. I know you don't like Tom, or you like old Tom, but you don't like <laughs> yeah, new it's Tom. Not even that I hate Tom, but like to me, this is gonna sound so stupid because everybody on YouTube says this stuff. But it's hard for me to picture this being Blink One Eight Two without Tom, even even in the worst of Tom. All right, even in like some mm-hmm. of the stuff in neighborhoods, or even some of the like the not so great songs in the the self titled album. It was just like, well, at least it's still Blink-182. There's <laughs> some songs that hit and some songs that miss. Where, like, California, it's got some good songs, but it just, to me, it doesn't seem very Blink-182 without the two of them. Because yeah. um, Mark's voice and uh, Matt Skiba's voice are almost so similar to each other. Even though Matt Skiba's almost got that weird, like, almost accent or, like, way he sings, I have to really listen to the two of them to try to pull them apart sometimes because I really mm-hmm. had, especially when um, uh, that first song came out, what the hell was that? Bo- uh, boredom or bored to death. Yeah. Bored or... to death. I, I honestly, I thought it was Mark the whole time singing that song. And so I saw a <laughs> video of them doing it live and I was like, Oh shit. That was Matt Skiba in those like few parts and like the pre-courses. And yeah. Stuff. I had no idea. I can totally see that. They like, to me, Matt Skiba does seem like a mix between Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge, where he's kind of got bits of both of them built into his voice. So I can see why, you know, sometimes separating the two of them is a little bit different. Uh, a little bit tough. His voice <laughs> is deeper than Tom's. Tom's is a very whiny yeah. voice. Um, that's there why are I... certain times where he sounds kind of like Tom. Not nearly, you know, definitely not Tom, but I can hear little bits of Tom in him. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Like when it, when they they did the when Mark's doing that new thing with uh what's it called little creatures or simple creatures I think like the mm-hmm. guy from All Time Low he actually sounds I'm not saying he sounds like Tom but he's got more of a higher pitch so it's easier for me to pull him out than it is for me to pull Matt Skiba out and I still don't think that it would be like if he decided to do the next Blink One Eight Two album with that guy I still wouldn't mm-hmm. consider it to be a like a full blown Blink album but yeah. um it's it's easier for me to pull them apart and it seems like their voices blend better. Where instead of just having two guys with a low voice doing harmonies on top of each other, it doesn't, just doesn't work in my mind. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I wouldn't hate the idea of just like 
every Blink album. 182 from now on is, yeah, every album they switch it up and get a new guy. <laughs> That's what Mark Hoppus was trying. He was trying to do that with Simple Creatures. Simple Creatures was originally uh, an amalgamation of, like, Mark Hoppus bringing in a different uh, artist to basically be on each song. It just, when he pulled, the very first guy he decided to pull on was the guy from All Time Low, and they just made song after song after song, and he loved them so much, <laughs> they just decided to put out a, just a small EP on it. So, uh, But that's what he originally was supposed to do, was just like have a different guy every single time, which would have been cool. I would have liked it. Yeah, it does, I hope he goes so back to that idea things. at some point. Yeah. Like, what, can you imagine if he does a song with like Dexter Holland, like... Our brains will fucking explode. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My my pants are now destroyed. <laughs> I hear you. Like, uh, there would be nothing greater in this world. Oh, my God. Because Dexter Holland's got such a high voice. To have yeah. both of those. It's like Ultra Tom. <laughs> Just keep, keep Greg K. That's all I need. <laughs> keep Greg K. <laughs> I need you gotta to have stay. noodles. Don't leave noodles at home. No, noodle, just hating things. Noodles still has to stay. Just keep Mark on, like maybe, <laughs> maybe backup guitar or just have him backup vocals. I'm fine oh, with that. So you know good. what's weird? What's really so weird good. is like the Simple Creatures band that they're doing. Mark's playing the guitar. <laughs> oh, why? I know. Is that so a guy weird. a bass player? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> huh. I watched him do like a live uh, a live concert on one of their songs, and uh, yeah, Mark was playing the guitar, and the other guy was playing bass. I was like. This is so weird for me to watch with my eyes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Get it out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. It was uh, <laughs> it's interesting. But yeah, that's apparently how Mark usually like plays guitar or uh, makes music. Like comes up with a new song and he'll come up with a riff. And then usually Tom will take over from there. But yeah, he'll try to come up with like a catchy riff and then hands it over to Tom. If Tom didn't get to it already, obviously. Wow. That's interesting. I know it's weird. I well, like it sounds it. like maybe they will get to this, you know, get back to that idea of switching out the person that he works with every time. Because from what you were saying, he like gets suicidally depressed if he's not making music. Yeah, apparently. So, <laughs> he's he got to keep busy. I know that they're almost done with the next album. They've been working on it for a while. Offspring finally announced, I think, at the end of April. No, end of uh, March that they were finished. Or it was the end of February. Oh. Yeah, I think actually it may have been every. It was either February or March. Noodles came out saying that they're done recording the new album and it should be released this year. But it is done. So we'll see. I'm really excited. (laughs) This better be the greatest album they've ever made (laughs) after all this time. I know, man. I'm really hoping. It took us four years to come out with more shit songs like Ticky 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 What Up Home song. (laughs) I don't even know the name of that song. I hate it so so much. I fucking hate that song. I can't wait though. I want to hear it right now I know, in man. my ear holes. Oh God, I'm just going to keep. Oh God, damn it. I just hit one of my nuts. <laughs> <sighs> Hold on. Hit me right in the right ball. <laughs> right in your bull testicles. <laughs> you Rocky Mountain oysters. Jesus. <laughs> this is no way to end a show. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. I just popped one of my eggs. Uh, why did I do that? <laughs> I'm going to have to replace it with a plastic one uh, <laughs> that opens in the middle. I have to put secretive notes in the, in the center. 
<laughs> uh, oh, it stings. Is that a jelly bean? No, that's my new testicle. <laughs> uh, it's calming down. It's a little underinflated. I'm very sensitive about it. <laughs> I was pretending to, like, punch myself in the butthole with excitement. <laughs> and I held... I held all of my, I held my whole package together with my left hand, but then the right ball came right out on that punch, <laughs> and I punched myself right in the ball. That's what happens when you tuck it back behind you, <laughs> like the Silence of the Lambs guy every episode. <laughs> At least I'm honest, all right? I could have told you a completely false story, but instead <laughs> I've told the world that I've decided to try to punch myself in the butthole with excitement by holding up all of my package and then I accidentally dropped a part of my package where both package and hand collided <laughs> package and hand collide <laughs> do, do, do. my whole life is an accident <laughs> alright everybody well this has been a great episode from the original Janksters. <laughs> that was I'm Peter a podcast Jank. first. Someone <laughs> punching their own nuts. <laughs> I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip. Have a happy Easter and a great rest of your Sunday. God bless you. <laughs> so go away, please go away. Just go away, but leave lights on. Leave lights on. Just leave the lights on